Hello, everybody, and <laughs> fuck you, Crash. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm looking at the I'm looking at the run sheet. I see this guy just counting up like ah. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Turkey Steak Podcast. You already know he's back. Crash Andrews is here once again for our first four-man panel, as we have Endo and Sin in the house here as well. This is what happens when you try to be a good friend and have Crash Andrews on standby, who's also a good friend, and then both of the regulars show up, and it's like, well, now there's four of us. And will this be the regular thing? I don't know. I'd be okay with it, most likely. We'll see how today's show goes. Gentlemen, we're padding for time today. <laughs> so, Sin, how are you doing? I'm, I'm doing okay. Uh, yeah. A good cast for us today. Uh, interesting series once again. And, yeah, other than that, you know, just playing a shit ton of music. Time to stay sane. There you go. Yeah, Sin and I, of course, covering games for SportsGamerGG on Twitch. That's SportsGamer.GG for the website covering the uh, Sixes Finals for the ECL Elite Division, the premier EA NHL Sixes competition. Uh, Yeah, it's a 3 to nothing lead for one of the teams in the finals, though. Uh, So, not quite how we thought it would start off, but... It's it's only it's only made worse by the fact that right now Sid and I shouldn't be recording this podcast. We should be in Finland. Damn pandemic, yep. I tell ya. Two years running. It's been worse for other people, but I still get to give out about the fact that we haven't gotten to go there yet. God damn it. Endo Mills, well, for those of you watching on the video side of things, you'll know he's changed his office for the 17th time in two months. <laughs> Endo, how are you? So, like, I want to talk about that real quick. Um... By changing my office, I move it from, like, one area over here. Because I used to have my desk, like, on this side over here, but I just moved it over. It also doesn't help that um, this desk over here right next to me that slides out, that has one of my monitors, It um, it, it you can just take it apart and put it on the other side. So, like, I'm infinitely crazy with this setup. I can change it up, like, literally on the podcast. I can do it, like, mid-podcast. I won't, but I can do a podcast. Don't do it. Do it. I fucking could. Yeah. <laughs> what if I could? Don't make me. I'll fucking do it again. <laughs> Crash Andrews. Yes, sir. The master of technical difficulties. Oh, yeah. Well, you know. when. How are you? Speaking of moving offices, I've moved a different computer in here so that we can play virtual reality without punching a wall, so... Uh, yeah, outside of that, uh, I'm old. All you so, have to do is play Home Improvement VR, and then you're killing two birds with one stone. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the level where you snort cocaine with Tim Allen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, Poogie. Thanks for asking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but are you hopped up on uh, cocaine with Tim no, Allen? Good. No, no. No, I don't have a no Buzz Lightyear, okay? Jeez, Ugh. get off my back. Get off my lawn. <laughs> All I can imagine is him snorting cocaine off a table. Uh? <laughs> Just with every sound uh, like... Uh, I don't... I, I don't wait, wait, was it, who was it that told me that they outsourced his grunts? Who the hell was it? That was us, wasn't it? I thought, yeah. I was, I, was it you? I can't remember. I just remember what? hearing that they, oh, <laughs> to man. save his vocal cords, they started outsourcing his grunts. I just <laughs> want to be known as a professional grunt. Oh, 
God, I that was this podcast. Like, I thought that you said that you outsourced his grunts, as in like you needed it for something, so you like oh, cameoed no. Tim Allen and no, like they got someone else. To, for, yeah, they got someone else to do his grunts for. Yeah, him. that was. Uh, I mean, in all honesty, some people remember. So I mean, it's not like I'm trying to hide anything. That was uh, that was from the DJ era of this podcast. Oh, okay, I remember uh, hearing about it. Yeah, like in DM <laughs> yeah. or something, or or when we were playing yeah. shell or something. Yeah, the God, conversations. Just, Oh my god. Oh, dude, it's the was... worst where you just try to tune out the fucking miserable reality that you're playing. So it's like, what random shit can <laughs> yeah. we talk about? Real impossible for me, unfortunately. That's why I don't play the fucking game. Shout out to Which Nash is funny because that's just what this card. Sorry. That's what this podcast has become. <laughs> it's just us trying to tune out this awful reality of like, well, we can't play NHL 22 anymore. Actually, that's a great reality. What am I what am I talking about? Legacy. We gotta go Speaking back to legacy. There you go. Speaking of great realities, you want to make your reality great. Hey, as always, the show brought to you by our friends at Manscaped, the ultimate place for all of your needs in male grooming. You can use code Tugi at checkout for 20% off your order and free worldwide shipping. Again, code Tugi at Manscaped. Everything that you need. Doesn't matter if it's your face. Doesn't matter if it's your balls. Or anywhere in between. Shit, you could shave your legs if you want to. Yeah. Anybody else have a health teacher who used to be in the Navy, so he kept shaving his legs until the day he died? I did. That's a weird story. That's but he was a nice guy. That's <laughs> and trauma. I'm sure if he was still alive today, he would use Manscaped and go to... Crash would just... <laughs> <laughs> Crash with just the disappointing look no, like good. only a father could have. <laughs> like I just Shout out to Manscaped for the last time they'll sponsor the show. <laughs> oh my god. Full disclosure, um, Polina actually got me a, a Manscaped, uh, the whole package, the whole performance package, and mm -hmm. it has mm -hmm. been a blessing. My, my balls mm -hmm. uh, thank me, and, and I thank them with I the just, Manscaped a lot more. Yeah, I'm at the point where I really want that ear yeah, sucks. yeah. I, I, mean, I didn't yeah. ever want to be at this point in my life, but I'm, I'm about to be 32. <laughs> you know, in May, Toogie, I'll be 32. Oof. Bro, like, we met each other when I was in my 20s. Like, I was 27 when we first started. Yeah. Jesus. What day yeah. in May? <laughs> 7th. 7th? Okay, I'm the 13th. Oh, we're, we're real yeah. close to each other. How cool. Crash, when's your birthday? <laughs> Not in May. <laughs> <laughs> June. It's June. Juice. Oh, right, right, <laughs> yeah. right. Close. There you though. go. So. Close enough. Oh, God. Well, with that, everybody, again, in case you can't tell, we are we are stretched thin. <laughs> like thin, like pizzeria going out of business. So holy shit, stretch it thin. We got to make this last. Uh, nothing has happened in the past couple of days that's not essentially tied uh, to the uh, Russia, Ukraine, essentially. Like, everything's tied to that. Yeah. I don't want to sit here and talk about, like, hey, players are leaving the KHO because the rubles plummeted. That's not fun to talk about. So we kind of have, like, four things, if that. Four things. But, hey, those four things, we will stretch thin. It'll be fine. <laughs> You're going to get your First hour thing... and a half's worth today on nothing. <laughs> Watch us yes. run up to, like, two hours on just literally nothing. I'm so excited to see how long this show is going to be. It could be anywhere between a half an hour and three hours. And I don't quite know which one it's going to be yet, but it's going to be exciting to find If out. it gets to three hours, legally you have to pay us, Toogie. Just saying. <laughs> Two hours and 59. <laughs> oh. oh, goodness. And that, so, my friends, is why first. no one has health care. 
Yeah, there you go. Case in point. <laughs> Here, yeah, let's, let, let's let Sin talk about the, the joys of <laughs> law and the lack of health care in the U.S. We have two Canadians on the show, so yeah. it's just, you know, they, they, don't, they don't know what it's like. I That's got my favorite shit. That's my favorite Breaking Bad meme is if it happened in Canada, <laughs> the doctor yeah. would tell him he had cancer and then he'd go, don't worry, we're going to take care of it. And there's no bill. And yeah. then the end. <laughs> yeah, the end. That's, yeah. <laughs> Breaking Bad Canada. That's just following your everyday uh, high school science teacher. Nothing bad happened. <laughs> it actually turned out to be a show called Mr. D. Those who are Canadian would understand that oh reference. Oh, my God. Mr. D. Yeah. Fucking D's nuts. He was, uh, a, he was a teacher, became a comedian in a contest, and he got a, he got a show and a deal. He now hosts um, uh, Family Feud. Oh, wait, Feud is it Jerry D from Family yeah, Feud? Yeah, Jerry D. Yeah. Oh, okay. And he's soon to be our prime minister if everything goes well with Ukraine. <laughs> That's a bad joke. I'm sorry. I, I appreciated politics. it for what it was. I appreciated it. <laughs> Why did you have to zoom in? he's a comedian. Zendo does a lot of zooming. Way too fucking soon. Yeah, I zoom. <laughs> I'm the yeah, zoomer. He does. <laughs> yeah. he, he really tries to spice up the video portion of the pod. It's yeah. great. That's the special good effects time. budget That's alone good. right there. So I just, I just mm -hmm. fucking yeah. sit here. <laughs> First thing I want to talk about, because Sin's had to eat some crow lately. I'm kidding. But, you know, the Habs fans will never let it go. We've talked about recently the fact that Cole Caulfield's uh, turned it around under Martin St. Louis. There is another forward in which uh, we, we've, you know, talked about a little bit in a negative context, that being the likes of Alexi Lafreniere of the New York Rangers. Uh, this was from Hockey Stat Miner on Twitter. Lafreniere has hit more, uh, or has hit 25 career 5v5 goals faster than Taylor Hall did, faster than Jack Hughes, Patrick Kane, Nathan McKinnon, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Steven Stamkos, and he hit 25 faster than John Tavares got the 20. Perspective, perhaps. Or not. <laughs> Who's to say? It's one of those things, right? Like, like You look at a raw stat line and it's like, huh, he's not doing that great. But then you see sort of a, an inside thing like this. It's like, oh, okay, I guess he's doing pretty well. Because apparently he doesn't get much power play time either, which could mm -hmm. contribute to that, which makes me wonder... Why aren't you giving Alexi Lafreniere much power play time? And if you are and he sucks on the power he, play, then what the hell? He, I saw I saw his stat line. He actually got quite a few minutes. I can't remember what it was, and he just like didn't have he wasn't really producing on it. And so but then of course the Rangers fans are still pissed, like, oh just you gotta keep putting him out there. He'll it'll come eventually. I can see both sides of it, but yeah, I mean when you're in the Rangers position, you're kind of going for the playoffs. Like you kind of oh, are. are like you so, yeah, you got to play your best players at the right times. And, you know, there's a lot of still kind of question marks surrounding Lafreniere and especially Kako. Yeah, who is, uh, I think, still out injured right now, I think. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe he's just been that quiet. <laughs> I haven't paid attention to the Rangers for the past couple of weeks. I was right. Yeah, he's still hurt. Gonna, he has uh, 14 points in 37 games this year, five goals. I'm going to put Ooh. my old man hat on and say uh -huh. I think that... The current generation of uh, hockey fans were treated way too much to amazing superstars out of the draft, uh, more than what we saw in the 80s and 90s. I think we saw a lot more uh, NHLers in the 80s and 90s, but I think the pressure on Lafreniere, I, he's highly touted. Yeah. There's a lot of highly touted players that I don't think are going to make the immediate impact that um, 
that an Ovechkin, that a Crosby, that a McDavid are going to make right away. I mean, even so, McKinnon took a while, like 24, mm-hmm. until he started having like 70-point years. Like, I mean, he yeah. got that six-mil deal, and at first I'm sure everyone's like, oh, I don't know about this. But Same with Dreisaitl. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I was one deals. of the ones, and I will proudly eat crow to be like, who's this fucking Dreisaitl guy? He just spears people in the nuts. Screw him. And then he comes, and all of a sudden, he's one of the best players in the freaking world. I wish I clipped it because I remember on stream somebody asked me like how I think Lafreniere is going to pan out, and I thought McKinnon is the perfect example. This was pre-draft because he was he was really good in junior, but that doesn't always translate to the NHL, and I don't think Bedard is going to automatically translate to the NHL. I don't think Shane Wright is going to automatically translate to the NHL. But these guys have got this this world of expectation on them that they're going to be a 100-point player year one. And I think that that is very unfair. And Lafreniere is the, the blueprint to that. That, yeah, we have seen some exceptional talent. That doesn't mean that the number one overall pick every single year is going to be a leading scorer and a hard candidate uh, in their first three seasons. I think Lafreniere mm. is trending in the right direction. I think he's getting the right coaching. He's getting enough ice time. Uh, as you say, if he's not getting power play time, maybe it is time to show him a li- or give him a little bit more. But I think the expectation on high draft picks right now is astronomical, and we kind of have to pull it back a little bit. Yeah. To your point, in the 90s, I'm looking at the number one overall picks from every year in the 90s. 1990 was Owen Nolan. Really good top six, if not top line player. Really good. Like elite generational talent? No, but really, really good. 91 was Eric Lindros. Same boat probably would have been in that elite generational talent had it not been for the injuries. 1992 was Roman Hammerlick. Like good, capable NHL defenseman, but like number one stalwart defenseman? No, not in my opinion at least. 93 was Alex Daig. That speaks for itself. Legend. 94, Ed Jovanovsky. Really good defenseman, but like elite number one? No. 90, uh, 95, Brian Burrard. Same thing. 96, Chris Phillips. Chris Phillips. Uh, 97 was Joe Thornton. Elite generational talent. Yes. 98 was Vinny LeCavalier. I, I wouldn't put him in generational, like, elite talent at his best and when he was still healthy. And then 99 was Patrick Stefan. There are, there, there's one, you know, slam dunk generational talent in Joe Thornton, at least elite, like, throughout his entire career. And then you have Lindros, LeCavalier, maybe Owen Nolan, and then, okay, like, yeah. good. But if you're gonna put to crash Thor- his point now, if you're gonna put Thor out there too, he didn't really develop right away. It took him a few seasons to uh-huh. get his legs under him in this league as well. So to put all that pressure on him year one, year two, year three, and there was, there always was pressure on the number one overall draft pick. But yeah. like I think that's what we're seeing is we're seeing more of a Joe Thornton, Nathan McKinnon growth period and. I would love to see that from Bedard. I'd love to see that with Wright. I'd love to see that with Mishkov. But we're seeing more need for development once they jump to the NHL versus guys like a McDavid, guys like a Sidney Crosby who could just jump right in and make an impact right away. Even Crosby wasn't... uh, 
he was better than most, but he wasn't where he ended up for two seasons. So I think I think writing off uh, Lafreniere at this point is is just foolish, but also putting all the pressure on Lafreniere for being a number one overall draft pick. We're seeing with him more of a development phase than anybody else over the past little bit as well. Joe Thornton had 48 points in his first two seasons. That's 136 games. Yep. He had 48 points. Total? Se- seven points in his rookie season yeah. in 55 games. Yeah. So it does take these guys some time. You're right. I, I agree and back with that. Then the idea of like, it was tough to, to like just break into the NHL because you were a, a literal boy and you're jumping into a game of men and you had to be expected every single year to put muscle on. It was a heavy-ass game. Heavier than Dude, it is imagine, now, especially. Imagine being Joe Thornton at his size as an 18-year-old kid, and you have to step on the ice against Scott Stevens, and you know he's thinking, I'm going to light this kid up. Yeah. He thinks he's big. I'm going to fucking destroy this kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, man. Fuck. Probably did, too. <laughs> Fresh fish. Probably. Yeah. Fresh fish. <laughs> Basically. Now, Crash, one of the things, too, that I wanted uh, to ask you, because obviously you weren't on the last show, and then we did our kind of awards, updated award predictions for what we thought would happen. All of us agreed that, more, I think at least, yeah, all of us agreed that Moritz Sider was our Calder favorite. Now, he just set the Red Wings franchise record uh, amongst rookie defensemen. For It's very specific, but basically he has 11 points in seven games. He's crushing it right now. Is he your choice for the Calder? Yeah, hands down. Hands down. Yeah. He's he's coming every like you hear about his stat line every night and it's impressive. You hear about what he's been able to do with that blue line. It's impressive. There's mm. like Lucas Raymond, mm, impressive, but not to the same extent, especially being on the same team. Like if those two could figure things out, <laughs> I mean you could probably have a Danny Heatley, Alexa Yashin <laughs> situation all over again, but um on the same token, Mortsider's just running away with this thing. Uh, honestly, you could hand it out today, and you wouldn't be wrong at the end of the season. Yeah, defensemen do not get enough love in so many things, and that is the consideration of the weight they have, they have to pull and being able to put up the points that he's putting up, even though it's not like like the tops or whatever. Uh, it's it's incredibly impressive what he's doing, especially with this crash mentioned what he has to work with and who his defensive partners are, the respective other partners he has on that team. I do believe his uh, defensive partner right now is Nicoletti. So, uh, yeah. Wow, to do that and carry <laughs> Solid, that on your but... shoulders. I mean, that's impressive. <laughs> I agree. Very, very much so. In terms of some of the other things that we had to talk about today. Now, I'm, I wrote down kind of our run sheet here, and I'm just like, why are we talking about this guy? So, and I'll throw it over to you. We kind of have this segment called, huh, the refs suck. Uh, which we knew. Uh, obviously, we've tried to avoid talking about uh, weird officiating, but that's kind of been the highlight of the past couple of days. Has been some. That's how you know it's been a rough couple of days, and that we have nothing to talk about on this podcast. A lot of what happened is revolving around officiating, which sucks. Tim Peel, retired NHL referee, Tim Peel, randomly decided to take to Twitter and tried to dunk on Mark Shifley. In response to the Jake Evans hit last year, which I barely remember. Like, I know he trucked him and was suspended, I think, right at the end of the season. Five games. Of all the times to just be like, I'm going to try to dunk on this guy. And he was suspended right at the start of the season because it carried over. 
Wasn't it in in relation to after Mark Scheifele got into a fight with someone and like cheered? No, it was kind of a nothing fight. Yes, he fought Chris Weidman on the Habs. Yeah, so I guess he I wrestled. Could... They didn't throw any punches. Yeah. They kind of hugged each other and fell to the ground. Which I is... mean, I didn't like it either. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like that was nothing, and you're like trying to fire the boys up and shit like that. I don't know. Maybe he's a shit person. Who knows? <laughs> I, I mean, there was the question of, like, he and Wheeler's leadership when Line A left the team, right? There were all those reports out there. Yeah. I didn't really see it as, like, a a bad thing because they were in Winnipeg. Had it been mm. in Montreal, they were in Winnipeg, if I remember correctly. Like, he was wearing the dark jersey. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know what the score was. I don't know the full situation. If they were down one or two, you want to get the crowd into it. You want to get the boys going and everything. And I mean, it was a fight. So he got up and, you know, raised the hands just to say, hey, you know, the captain, the, the assistant captain, your leadership is doing this. I get it wasn't a full fight. I just, I get both sides. I get it wasn't a fight, so you shouldn't be doing that. But it was deemed a fight, therefore... He got up and wanted to get the boys going. I get that part of it, that I'm not necessarily trying to defend the guy, but on the same token, I didn't really see anything wrong with it being at home. If it was trying to get the boys going in Montreal, then yeah, it looks really stupid. But everybody, or 80% of the people uh, in Winnipeg, in that arena, are probably jacked up crazy because he did that and that was the intent i'm sure he intended to throw a couple more punches land a couple more punches but the whole goal of that was to get the boys going get the crowd going and i think it worked therefore i'm not i don't really see too much wrong with it in terms of the winnipeg jets they're a team we haven't talked too much about this year because i think like they have their own issues to worry about beyond like, oh, Tim Peel's talking trash about us on Twitter. Uh, they are currently seven points back of the Vegas Golden Knights. They have a game at hand. They are right in that San Jose-Vancouver mix. And as Cindy is a Sharks fan right now, I mean, shit, James Reimer is now out week to week. So sorry, Leafs fans who are hoping for that Reimer trade. That probably won't happen now. Um like, the Sharks, it, it's weird, right? Because Winnipeg's right in the middle of San Jose and Vancouver. San Jose, we want to make the playoffs, you're not going to. Vancouver, we want to make the playoffs, okay, you might. Where the hell does that leave the Jets? And I saw something that, that pointed this out. The Jets are the first team in NHL history to blow a four-goal lead, but then still win by four goals. They blew a four-goal lead and then still won the game by four. Earlier this season, they were up 3-0 on the Devils, gave up four straight goals, and then still won 8-4. Hmm. You, how do you possibly make the playoffs when you're playing like that? It's pretty impressive, and in a bad way. Their <laughs> roster is pretty good, too. That's what's crazy to me. Like They still have like all these all this dope-ass talent. I think we mentioned at the beginning of the season, and it was like, you know, if Hellebuck struggles, this team could have some issues. Seems like Hellebuck may be struggling, but overall that team is struggling in general. I don't know. It's hard for me to point out and, and just like point to, point at one dude because I don't again watch their games. But when I when I think about the Jets and I think about the roster, I think about the players they have. How the hell are they doing that? That's like the Leafs kind of uh, effects. Like like that's you look at the Leafs doing what they do, and you're still like, how the hell are they still doing that? It's something in the water in Canada, isn't it? 
Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't blame Canada. Blame yourselves. <laughs> blame Canada. Blame Canada. I would, I would da, da, say da, 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 da. that Windows close. And those guys aren't getting any younger. And they've tried to bring in younger talent. And those younger talent aren't stepping up. So Windows are starting to close. And Paul Maurice probably saw it. And it said, these guys aren't listening to me anymore. And we're starting to trend downwards. It's not working. And that's why he left. That's how I see it is. These guys, the, the window, whatever window they have, for some reason, every window in that building is closing at the same time. And we're seeing it this season. For the record, Shifley has a 9, or not Shifley, uh, Hellebuck has a 9-12 save percentage. If Shifley had a 9-12, that would be a whole yeah. different story about leadership. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Hellebuck's been okay, but not quite like elite level what you would expect to necessarily see out of Hellebuck. Even like the goal saved above average, it's, it's a 4, which is okay, I guess. But it's like he had 45 games played last year. He's at 45 now this year. He had a, an 11 in terms of goals saved above average. So he's he hasn't quite been himself. Yeah. Uh, and I, that's one of those instances where you look and it's like, okay, the team in front of him probably has something to do with it. In terms of the officials, again, because we can't be done talking about this, uh, interest, uh, interesting moment in the Avs-Yotes uh, game. Uh, the Coyotes won that game, which is shocking. Um, Nathan McKinnon caught another stick to the face. I'm waiting for him to just go full fishbowl at this point because the guy just can't stop getting hit in the face. He takes sticks to the face like anyone playing dry sidle takes sticks to the balls because Leon just can't help himself. Uh, but the interesting thing is McKinnon then fought Dyson Mayo and just beat the tar out of him. <laughs> and the referee just let it happen. And it's he was trying to pull Dyson Mayo like away from McKinnon, and McKinnon's just still getting like five free punches in there. Why don't referees still know how to properly end fights? Are we it's talking ref referees insane. or linesmen? Both. So why do officials? <laughs> yeah. So technically, it's not the role of the referee. The referees supposed to. Um, I don't know what the term would be like. It's not staying impartial, but he has to be more aware of what is happening versus keeping it from happening. So the linesmen are actually more responsible to break up a fight than the referee. Just a point of clarification. Technicality. Mm. Regardless. Just actually <laughs> on this podcast. Thanks. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, here. Sorry. Yeah, but it's. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's what's crazy to me. Like the refs, they seem to always break up fights either too early or way too late. And it's just, it's the mm -hmm. same kind of deal with like their the way they call shit. They either don't call anything or they overcall. And, and I don't know. They're just like they cannot find the happy balance. They can't figure it out. And I think it's because honestly, the rule book doesn't fucking know. The league doesn't know. So therefore, no one knows how to deal with these situations. And I'm I'm sure they're doing the best they can. But it's a really horrible look for the league when. You got, you got these two people trying to fight, trying to, you know, you need to let this happen. And they're immediately, the second it looks like they stop throwing punches, they immediately jump in. Situation like this happens, like you said, and McKinnon's still wailing on the guy, even though someone should get his, you know, body in between and completely just stop it. Yeah. yeah so the last oh, thing. Go ahead, Endo, actually. Chris, let Fair me enough. speak for once in this thing. So uh, no. It's my oh. show. <laughs> go ahead. All right. I see how it is. 
But just looking <laughs> at the fight right now. So the so the I think the official steps in for a little bit at the beginning. And then they just go, they start fucking throwing bombs. And he's like, all right, all right cool. I'm a cool and just step back. And then just McKinnon beats the fucking tar out of Mayo. Like he, he stepped in at the beginning and I guess he's, he was like, all right, I'm going to let him, I'm going to let him swing, swing hands. And then he's like, all right, I'm going to back off. And then it, it just goes sideways. Also, shout out um, Gabriel Landeskog for absolutely cross-checking Jacob Chichern in the back. And then Chichern freaking out on him and then Landeskog getting up and like, what did I do? What did I do? What the heck? Like, no one's talking about that at all. It's funny. Future LA King. I think it's because people expect it. We've talked about it on the show. Like, Landeskog, Dreisaitl, Jamie Benn. Like, they're in that conversation of like, all right, you're not even sneaky dirty anymore. We, we know what you are. Yeah. yeah. I thought Crash was going to have a point there because no, I, I got him off. I said, uh, fut- I was going to say future LA King, Jacob Chikrin. Please, please refer to him as future. <laughs> and LA Philip King. Forsberg yeah. and this guy. <laughs> Bring them all in. And Mark is, that the same game where, is that the same game where McKinnon <laughs> slashed the linesman? Or that was a couple weeks no, ago, actually. That was a couple weeks ago. A disputed slash, by the way. Right. It was not in full intended. Antoine Vermette. Was that Vermette? <laughs> I think just slashed the. Uh, I want to say yes. It's the only familiar. instance I can remember of like outright on referee violence is obviously the Dennis Weidman hit. Yeah. That's the one that always comes to mind. Oh, he was concussed. Yeah, right. Sure. Yeah, believe that. Two-handed the guy. Like, it was ridiculous. <laughs> so even if even if you thought it was a player, it was still pretty fucking illegal. Yeah. <laughs> I think the argument was that like he was so drowsy he didn't even see the guy and he ran into him. But like it's that was such a it was a blatant. <laughs> It was a weird one. The final thing that happened official-wise, did you guys catch any of the Penguins Lightning game? Sean Cooper. Holy shit. So, first and foremost, watch the highlights because this was an insane game, and I want that playoff series, please. You know, it's not even a guarantee that if one through eight were to come back that we would end up with it. Um, right now, Tampa's in third in the East, just off of conference standings. Pittsburgh's in fourth, so if Toronto could do uh, you know, a little bit of work there, and the New York Rangers, too, the magically in a different world it would happen. Uh, Corey Perry slashed Vasilevsky. That led to a line brawl. And, yeah, John Cooper was ejected for arguing with Wes McCauley uh, uh, because, you know, you never take center stage away from Wes McCauley. He loves it. Uh, and then John Cooper, after the game, was basically questioning uh, why the Penguins so infrequently get called for penalties. So, uh, drawing the ire of Penguins fans, drawing the ire of Wes McCauley, it's been a while, I feel like, since we've seen a coach get ejected as well. Second period as well. It wasn't like a end-of-game rant. It was late in the second, so there was still a whole full period of hockey, so, which was inter- I found interesting, at least. Yeah, I mean, especially earlier on in a game, right? Like, the idea of, like, hey, it's not exactly over, and you're just losing your mind at an official, right right or wrong. Just that idea of, like, yeah, hey, let's check them early. So I highly recommend everyone check out those highlights. And, yeah, I want I want that series, and I don't want it to necessarily lead right back into the, hey, for the love of God, can we change the playoff format deal? But I, like, right now, if the season were to end today, the Penguins would play the Rangers. And that would be fine, and that would be fun. 
I'd rather see the Penguins play the Lightning. I'm sure the Leafs would also rather see the Lightning play the Penguins. Um, because right now, that's who they're due up against. A couple years ago, how great would it have... Even now, an Islanders-Leafs playoff series would be nice because Islanders fans will not let it go. Yeah, like I want more of these natural rivalry series, not just this need the worst island boys to- bullshit. Island boy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and that gang, gang, <laughs> gang, gang, gang. I don't, I don't get this reference. That's okay, Crash. Because you're not an island Cra- boy. <laughs> Cra- Crash and I are too white for this. Yeah. Sin. Um, <laughs> I'm too white for this. I, I play jazz, I, dude. I got, I got a pass. Can okay, I go? Can I go on the? Can I go on the off ramp of complaining about the playoff format? Yeah, feel free. Yeah, bit. absolutely. I was gonna do the stretch same. it, stretch it thin. It. I think it. the the one through eight, the top three or the the division leaders get in, and then wild card and blah 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 blah. Get it back into the divisions. That's where we lost a lot of our um, a lot of the. Uh, the matchups that we're used to seeing. Like, when was the last time we saw Calgary-Edmonton? 90s. We have not yeah. seen Calgary or Edmonton in the playoffs, and we always saw Calgary-Edmonton. We always saw Calgary-Vancouver. I'm going as a little tyke in the 80s and 90s. Like, those were almost guaranteed. It was very rare that Winnipeg made it. But when they made it, that was a classic matchup because of the divisions, not because of one through eight in the conference or anything like that. And I think even going as far as, and I'm going to use Calgary again, when Calgary faced uh, Anaheim, I believe in back-to-back seasons in the playoffs, that was a big thing. And then all of a sudden became a rivalry, and then we never saw it again. Didn't happen again, right? Whether Anaheim didn't make the playoffs, Calgary didn't make the playoffs, they went through a different line through the playoffs, it just, the one through eight has always bothered me, mainly because we don't get those divisional matchups. And I think that's where we're losing our rivalries. As to your point, Tuki, is like, you don't see Calgary Edmonton in the playoffs. You don't see those division rivalries. They're getting heated in the regular season, but arguably the regular season's kind of pointless because it's not happening in the playoffs. And if you can eliminate a team, that is going to put more on that rivalry than, oh, we beat you five of seven times last season. Well, who cares? Let's get him back in the playoffs and let's see who actually can win in seven games. I, I hate the to one your through point, eight. I had to look this up about the Oilers Flames postseason history. Any guesses, boys, the last time the Oilers played the Flames in the playoffs? Well, what year? I uh, want to say it was like. It was the year that, uh, oh, they didn't even face them the year that the Flames won the uh, the Stanley Cup. It was before that. Correct. It had to have been before that. 1991. 91. Wow. 91. Okay. And then before that, 88, 86, 84, 83. So what was the playoff <laughs> so the 80s, format back then? All the Divisional. time. Well, you got to figure, yeah. Yeah, and there were fewer teams, so it was more likely. But even then, there has not been a Battle of Alberta in the playoffs for th- 30 years. Right now, the format is kind of almost set to make that happen more so, just because that's what they want with the division things, but it doesn't work out like that. Like, that was their intention, but... Yeah. That's but, the point. It doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. yeah. No, but there, there <laughs> like could be a, a season where the division leader 
makes it into the playoffs and no other team from that division makes the playoffs versus, and I get why it's there, it's the participation medal of the NHL. You had a better mm. record than those guys over there, so you get in kind of thing. Whereas I, I'd love to, I just love the rivalry part of it where um, I just want to see teams get out of their division, then face off against their conference, and then go to the finals. I love the old style. It's still, if the top four from the division, two and two, you still get eight teams, you still get representation from the division in the playoffs. Who cares if the fifth best team in your division doesn't make the playoffs, even if they're better than the second place team in the other division? You got to get out of your division before you take on the conference and then to take on for the Stanley Cup, as far as I'm concerned. I don't hate it. For the record, too, I, I was very surprised by this. 284 lifetime meetings for the Oilers and the Flames. The Flames actually have the series wins over the Oilers all time. You'd have thought, at least I would have, that the Oilers would have more wins than the Calgary Flames in the Battle of Alberta just because of the Gretzky era. That is not true. The Flames were good in between, like, 86 to And the Oilers were shit for... 12 years. Look at the 89 roster of the Flames. Like, it's it's disgusting with, like, Neuendijk and Gilmore and Fleury and Vernon and Al McInnes. Like, Gary Suter, Gary Roberts. Like, that team would never be able to be built in a salary cap era. Nope. Comparably. Mm. Just to say, you know, the, the Oilers had one of the best, if not the best, I think TSN ran a, a thing of, like, the best team of all time. And it was like the 85 Oilers or something like that. Like that team obviously would never be able to be built either. But it, it just, that, yeah, yeah, it, remember, it blows me away that, you know, teams like that can be built. Why wouldn't you want them to face each other, <laughs> especially well, if they're in the, the same NHL. division? I think, I think the NHL would make more money out of seeing Toronto, Ottawa in the playoffs every year or every second year. Like New York and yeah. the Rangers and the, and the Islanders. Yeah. Those, like when you say Pittsburgh, New York, like that is a classic matchup from the 90s, but there's not as much there territorial uh, as much as, yeah. like back in the day when you saw Montreal and Quebec in the same playoff series, that was insane. It was crazy to watch only because those two, those two cities hated each other. <laughs> Calgary and Edmonton do not get along. They should be in the playoffs fighting for a spot, and it shouldn't just be handed to them if you're the fifth best team in your division. You don't make the playoffs. I and think the Flames miss playoffs, and the Oilers miss playoffs, and then the one through eight comes through, and it, it just... You have a better chance of playing a team in the other division than you do somebody in your own division. I think to make that happen, really, you have to kind of turn the regular season back to playing a lot more divisional games so that you can justify when a team in fifth place has a shit ton more points than like a team in another division shouldn't get in because they had their chance against, you know, the teams in their division to kind of get themselves in that playoff position. I think you have to alter that. And I don't know if the NHL would ever be willing to do that because they're they're trying to make a they're doing whatever they want with all the interleague play and making sure everyone plays each other a bunch trying to get new fans and stuff like that but it's also bad because man whenever an eastern conference team comes into like san jose attendance is kind of bad enough right now but like no one ever fucking comes like dude like it's awful like buffalo play there there's no one there toronto and montreal and calgary is a sellout it's a guaranteed sellout 
But I get, I also get that San Jose and Calgary are com- two completely different markets as well. So, one other thing that happened while we're kind of talking about, like, hey, different markets, and hey, another California team. That's my transition there. Uh, Anaheim Ducks prospect Lukas Dostal scored a goal in the AHL with the San Diego Gulls. He also stopped 50 shots in that game. So why not, while we're stretching for time, and we got an extra, we got an extra mind here with Crash Andrews. We're not going to do AHL goalie goals because that'd be impossible. <laughs> but NHL goalies to score a goal in the NHL. Can you name them all, gentlemen? Work together. Yeah. Can you name every goalie to score a goal? Well, well I know. Cra- crash, you get the old ones. We get into the fresh ones. Okay, sure. Can I start off with a meme, though? Chris Mason. Sure. <laughs> yep. Correct. Oh, my God. He did. Go. Oh, well, Chris go. Mason scored a goal on April 15th of 2006 for the Nashville Predators against the Phoenix Coyotes. I'm assuming Hashik has. Nope. What? Incorrect. Oh, my no, God. No, Dominic Hashik. Man. Hashik didn't. Well, I, I know Nabokov did. A few. Nabokov did. Yes. Yeah, someone has multiples. March of 02. Of that has multiples. Broder. There are two goalies that have multiple goals. Broder is one, yeah. And Peck Correct. Marty Brodeur scored three of them. Hextall scored yeah. three, including playoffs. I think two. two. Three, including playoffs. Yes. Yeah. Hextall with two. Good. Uh, Osgood. We have eight names left. Chris Osgood. Good one. Mike Smith. Another good one. Mike Smith with the good. Look at Crash Andrews. Did he? I, I thought that was the fake at one because like, he was such a good puck handle. I'm like, I bet he somehow never scored a goal. Mike goal, Smith is the reason is. why they included goalie goals into the uh, the All Star game the next season. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Peck, Peck, October of 2013 against Detroit. Mike Smith. That is the second most recent goalie goal, by the way. 2013. There was one Peck. just recently, too. The most recent one was in 2020. There you go. I've been saying that like for the past minute and a half. Yeah, you just got to be pushy <laughs> with it. Finish the sentence. Billy Speak Smith. Your chest. Finish. Finish. I <laughs> get it. Yeah. yeah. Five left. Billy Smith. He's the tough first ones. one credited. Correct. Yep. Billy Smith. Four left. This is where it gets tough. Grant Fuhr. No. Incorrect. Damn it. Uh, kid. <laughs> no. Kid. Oldest, the oldest <laughs> one. Throwing a fucking name out there. Fucking. January of 99. For the Ottawa Senators. You also Lalim. have... Lalim. Was it not? No. Good guess, though. Shit! She's on the goalie. There was one in January of 01. I can't say the team. It'd be too obvious. February of 04 for the Buffalo Sabres. Luongo has one, right? No. No. Oh, my no, God. Yeah. And December of 2011. <laughs> you got four left. Can you get them? Oh, I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. I could start giving more hints, but I'll give you a second. I've got I've got Martin Biron in my head, but I know that's wrong. Nope, not Biron. Kiprasov. Nope. Not Kiprasov. Oh. So we go back to nineteen ninety nine. Senators. For the Ottawa Senators. If it's not Lenny, it wouldn't have been Gerber. He wasn't the guy yet. Do we not count Gerber. as a Toscala and Jonathan Bernier for scoring on themselves? No. <laughs> Sure. So the one in 99, he played for the Leafs, Sens, and the Thrashers. He retired in 03. Eddie Belfour. No. Not Eddie Belfour. Uh, rip. Uh, his first name, Potvin. uh... No. Not Felix Potvin. This no. guy, uh, his his last name, I mean, shares it with a professional wrestler who has a reality show. Brock, Brock Lesnar. 
Long way to the top. John Cena. <laughs> All right, we'll say you missed this one. January second of nineteen ninety nine, Damian Rhodes Ugh. scored that, a goal a, for a the Ottawa Senators. One. That that's, that's a tough one. That was a credit. Maybe goal the toughest didn't one. Shoot it. It counts. I know it counts, but counts less. <laughs> the next one, this the, the hint should give it away. January second of two thousand one for the Montreal Canadiens. That's not Price. No, he wasn't. 2001 crash. Jesus Fuck, Christ. What's his name? I can't remember his fucking Tebow? name. He won a heart trophy. Theodore. Jose Theodore. Yes. Jose Theodore, number one goalar until Carey Price. Wait, the guy who won the heart that year? Jerome Aginla? Yes. <laughs> well, it was two years later, wasn't media. it? <laughs> fucking hell. <sighs> For the Buffalo Sabres in February of 04, he also played... For the Canucks and 17,000 teams overseas. 21st overall pick out of Finland, 1997. He might be more obscure than Damian Rhodes. Yeah, no, I was going to. 2002 All Star. What? Out of Finland. <laughs> 2004? I'm going to hate myself when you tell me who it is. Yeah. Yeah. All right, here we go. Tis Mika Norinen. Oh. <laughs> Probably more obscure than Damian Rhodes. Yeah. But Mika Norinen has a goalie goal. And the final one, December of 2011 for the Carolina Hurricanes. Damn word. Yes. How the hell do we forget about him? You guys only missed two, Damian Rhodes and Mika Norinen, and those are probably the two most obscure names on the list, so not bad. I'm sur- not I bad. actually completely forgot that Cam Ward scored. I completely forgot he was a goaltender for a minute, man. Like, I, I, had, I hadn't heard that name in years, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, yeah. He's like now, in fairness, now. Cam Ward was another one where it was an own goal. Ilya Kovalchuk own goaled it, but Cam Ward got credit. Um, almost half, from the looks of it, almost half of the goals that have counted as goalie goals have been own goals. So Novakov is superior to a lot of goaltenders. Oh, yeah. No, if they if they shoot it... Like, there should be, this category should be separated to yeah. scored and credited. Because yeah. there's a lot of credited where it's the own goal and the goalie made the save. Or, like, there's cases where um, it's a face-off win after a puck freeze. And it goes yeah. back down and scores. Yeah. So the goalie gets credited with that. Where, like, Broder, Broder, all three were shots. Um, one of Hextall's was a credit and he scored two. So, I, I I mean, that's you think that that's an easy target from the other end of the ice, but it is not. And I can't imagine with all the padding of a goaltender to be able to yeah. make that shot. And, that's a crazy. And get it between the posts is, is insane. I wanted to look up how many goalies in the AHL have scored goals, by the way. <laughs> I think it's a lot more. The- there, uh, it's about the same amount, but the problem is, like, you'd never get this. Like, the first goalie was Darcy Wakaluk. Oh, Wakaluk. Uh, Paul Cohen, Rob Stauber. Stauber played Christian for the Christian Bronsard. Chris Mason actually has a goal in the NHL and the AHL. Hey. Hey. Fun fact. Uh, the most recent goalie to do it was Tristan Jari. Oh. Um, Jari, Nedeljkovic, Jonas Gustafsson, Leafs legend and Bruins legend, <laughs> has an God. AHL goalie goal. Red O'Bara. So, Flames legend. but then you have an obscure name like Seamus Kotick. Seamus, though. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Good 
Good old Seamus. So yeah, hey, good good way to stretch for time, but uh, I'm I'm impressed. I'm impressed. You guys get all but two. To really showcase and to end this show, uh, I had asked for viewer questions. I got to be honest, you guys dropped the ball a little bit. There were questions. I'm just not gonna say they were very good. Um, that's right. I'll throw you under the bus. I don't Damn care. Damn it, warrior. Same. Sorry. <laughs> It's yeah. the same thing as me asking for charity stream ideas and people throwing out fucking nipple pasties. What the fuck? What kind of community have I cultivated? Sorry. What am I? We, what am I we doing attract what life? we're ready for, Tugi. So perhaps it's we're time ready for, pasties. for you to get some other. Someone else said 10k for the OnlyFans. I don't know, man. People are thirsty. I think oh, it's Christ. just our way. It's just our way of saying we do not want to see your nipples. <laughs> Hey, we raised 10k last time. Who's to say what will happen later on this month? I'll have more details about that later on. To really show that we're stretching thin here, someone put up a list of the team leader and plus minus for every team. Like, the high end, the good side, and the bad side. The stat no now, one cares about. This it's the worst stat on earth. It is. However, there are some interesting things. Like how for Colorado, Devon Taves is already a plus 45. Team worst is Darren Helm at a minus 5. That's a pretty big gap. Endo Mills. Who's the lead? Le who's the leader in plus minus for the Toronto Maple Leafs? Um, man. Am I supposed to guess? Or am I just supposed to like look at it? Yeah. Um, yeah. For guess. plus minus? Why yeah. should be like, God. Uh, well, I don't think God mm, plays, but he would be up we there. Need, we, need, we need Kim to come down here and play for the league. You need Christ, that's what you need. Yeah, we need to say you need Jesus. This team needs Jesus. Just come on, Lord. If you're oh. up there, right, you've stalled for how long sign. and still just haven't named a maple leaf. <laughs> yeah, because I don't want to. Um, But uh, I don't know, fucking Morgan Riley? Yeah, it's Mitch Martin. <laughs> oh. On a plus 17. Tied for the worst is uh, William Nylander, Jake Muzzin at a minus eight. Huh. Eh. No, but everyone loves William because of his fucking 6.9 a mil contract a year. I thought you were going to say because of his six-pack on Instagram. <laughs> I don't look at six-packs on Instagram. I would love Nylander, too. He's a fantastic player on a great... I, I will be shocked if he doesn't sign in the state of California. He looks like the type of dude that would just want to like go surfing on all of his off days. Yeah. I, he's also dressed up like uh, he's also dressed up like Richard Dreyfus from Jaws, so maybe he'll do some marine biology as well. <laughs> oh I, have, I have that Saturday Night Live skit where they had like the the auditions oh, no. for Star Wars. <laughs> Daryl Hammond's up there as Richard Dreyfus as C three PO. I was in Jaws. I don't deserve this. Alrighty. Oh, educate yourself, kids. Crash Andrews. Yes, sir. You're a Kings fan. Sure as am. weird as that is. Who do you think leads the LA Kings in plus minus this season? I've got two, potentially three names. I, the the okay. answer I want to go with is Adrian Kempe. Wrong. Then it's... Not even in the top three. Uh, the other two I was going to say is either Doughty or Kopitar, just to piss you off. So Anse Kopitar has the team worst at a minus seven. <laughs> To show you how much that stat doesn't mean a fucking thing. Selkie uh, favorite my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Have you checked the plus minus? <laughs> uh, team best Matt Roy at a plus 15. Jesus. Uh, Olimata and Trevor Moore. 
both at plus 13. Trevor yeah. Moore, elite player. The Leafs fucking done goofed. Ugh. Getting rid of Trevor Moore. <laughs> Stat sucks. I love it so much. Mm. Sin, who leads the Sharks in plus minus? By the way, as a team, the Sharks are a minus 25. Yes, that's that's their goal differential. Yeah, they're awful. Uh, who leads the team? Like, who's the least minus on that Who team? has the best, yeah. Uh, um, I got to say, the best plus minus. Eric Carlson. Uh, sure. I got to go with that. Timo Meyer at a plus 10. Fuck, I was going to say him. Why didn't I stick with my initial? Uh, the worst has got to be Brent Burns. No, shockingly, what? it isn't. By the way, second best is Jacob Middleton. That um, makes sense. My- Meyer's a plus 10. Middleton's a plus 4. <laughs> second best is a plus 4. <laughs> Timo! The two bottom are Nick Benino at a minus 19 yes. and Matt Nieto at a minus 20. Both of those make a shit ton of sense. But I don't. I, I usually expect a defenseman to be up there. Oh God! Now there are a couple of meme-worthy ones. Any guesses on who the Arizona Coyotes' best player is in terms of plus-minus? Oh boy! Keep in mind they're a minus seventy-three right now. Yeah. Um. You you never Miller, get it. In fairness, Connor Garland. <laughs> Who plays for the Canucks and yes! he might still have the best yes! <laughs> Exactly why. Oh my god, that's great. The Coyotes' best player Tim is Kessel. Liam O'Brien oh. at a plus one. Liam, ah, yeah, Liam O'Brien. Chickren's the worst at a minus 25. And for the Montreal Canadiens, leading the way with a team best minus one is Arturi Lekkanen. Damn. <laughs> a team best. Minus one. In fairness for the Sabres, Pissick and Yoki Haru both have a minus three, and that's for the team best. I bring this up, not just a joke about how good or bad plus minus is and how just irrelevant it is. This season, you really do have the haves and the have-nots. And I feel like maybe it is becoming more of a trend where it's just like, okay, the middle ground is less of a middle ground, and it's just you're either good or shit. But, I mean, especially this year with... Just how bad some of these damn teams are. You still have, I mean, at this stage, Montreal, Arizona, Seattle are all still under 40 points on the year. We have a Bettman point with shootouts. How are you still under 40 points on the year? And two of those it are doesn't trending in the right direction, though, too. Like Montreal and, and Arizona have been decent over the past little bit. Not great, sure. not stellar, but they are trending in the right direction, so... It's true. Want to end it by noting, Mark Shifley, worst plus minus on the Jets, so Tim Peel is right. Yugi, look look straight up. (laughs) Look straight up. No, not forward. Up. What jersey's right behind your head? Oh, Oh, yeah, there it is. I thought you were just being like, "Hey, show off the neck beard. You're too lazy to shave." No, I just I just wanted to know what it what it felt like to look at Andrew Luck again. Thank you. Hmm. Oh my God! It's the old and if you're too the old to Mark Shifley jersey, beard, you could use Manscaped. Use promo code Tugi. Get that lawnmower 4.0, 3.0. Love it. Use it. Have it. It's I'm a. It's me approved. It's girlfriend approved. It's Tugi's neck beard possibly approved. Promo code I Tugi. I mean, I don't know why, but for some reason, I imagine Don Cherry advertising for Manscaped right now when Endo started at the top. I don't know why. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I got a friend right, presented by Manscaped here. Okay, wait, I'll go. 
Oh man, Scappy here. Get the get the lawnmower. Man, Scappy. The... Man, Scappy here. It's, it's European. Chip it out. Yo, chip, chip the puck out when you're not sure. Kids. Chip it. Shave. You gotta look good. See the suit. I'm looking good. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta chip and change your razor every two weeks or so to keep that fresh shave. Promo code Doogie. You gotta do it. <laughs> you, you almost went Trump there. You almost went Trump. You need to change it. I tell you what, really, really good deal. Really good deal with Russia. Okay. Holy fuck, why are you so good? Why are you so good? All right, so what I want to end this show is Crash Andrews. I want Crash Andrews to promote the Lawnmower 4.0 with the Trump impression while Sin backs him up as Don Cherry. Boys, promote the Lawnmower 4.0. God, that's from our friends at Manscaped. That's a Freedom Convoy wet dream right there. Jesus. Alright, okay. We're talking facial hair here, Don. Okay? Okay? The stuff uh yeah. that you scared me there, Don. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don Cherry. Make it in the final. Oh. Well let me <laughs> tell you something there, Donald. I got a better name shorter to the point, okay? Just like the brutes. And about the Bruins, when they go in there, they don't shave points, boy. They play good hockey all the way around. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> give, give me your best. I'm going to come. Pardon me? I'm going to come. You didn't watch that video where it's just like, don't come. Please don't come. It's like, I'm going to come. Oh, my God. Is that Trump? Yeah, Trump. That's that's a video where Trump was. Uh, was oh, it? I missed. Um, Kamala's like, don't come. Whatever you do, don't come. And he's. I'm gonna come. Listen, sweetheart. You can't keep me out. I'm gonna come. Kamala, I'm coming for you. <laughs> I don't care where it is. I don't care where you want me. Oh, no. I'm gonna come. <laughs> oh God. This is not what I needed in my no. life today. Use code Toogie, uh, twenty four. Oh, okay. The best deal on the Manscaped to cut everything head to toe. Don't touch the hair, okay? <laughs> oh my god. I was the best original war criminal. <laughs> so. <laughs> now watch me hit this ground. Just fucking go for it, honestly. You can't be public enemy number one. You can be public <laughs> enemy. <laughs> Never <Number> three. <laughs> just public enemy. Just the just the the group. You could just be the group. I don't know the group. The best. The best. I don't <laughs> listen to. I don't listen to urban music. The best thing about Bush was he. Whenever he thought he was funny or like trying to convince you, <laughs> he'd have the biggest. Yeah, he'd have the biggest the dad like, joke huh? face on. He'd be like, his head, his head and his shoulders. Yeah, he'd be like, all right, okay. <sighs> God. <laughs> Careful what you wish for, Toogie. You never know. You never know. It's called the remix. Bring back all the greatest. Oh my god. Coming to, to the White House. 
putting the white back in the white house. Got the white back in the white house. Ladies and gentlemen, the man some chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water. Hands up, hands down. Hey, Colin. <laughs> Taking the Matthews Bridge. <laughs> this is just devolved into nothing. This is nothing. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> well, the big question <laughs> is whether or not this podcast is going to be called Stretch like it, it originally was, or if we're going with Endo's suggestion of Freedom Convoy Wet Dream. <laughs> Yes, yes, Freedom Convoy Wet Dream, please. Oh my God! Oh. The Hall of American Presidents <laughs> might be fifty. Yeah. Oh. No. Oh. oh my God! Well, everybody, oh thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Turkey Steak Podcast. We'll be back next week for more. Let me know. Did we, did we get <laughs> effectively canceled, boys? Did we? we no, we might get canceled. I'll come out of this unscathed. No, yeah, you'll be fine. No, Crash is the one in trouble because now he might have to come back and do the impression every show. <laughs> Just have it on your stream deck. Like, ad Run. Run. <laughs> now we'll get our takes from two former American presidents. Your favorites, George Bush and Donald Trump. <laughs> like the old children commercials. <laughs> oh, God. God. I'm just, what would their radio show be? It's 102.5, W and the Fat Man. <laughs> like, what would it be? W and the Fat on Live Point 8. You got the stingers the fat, in there, too. The w. w and the Fake Tan. Are we still on? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. New episode w, title. W and the Cheeto. <laughs> I thought it was, I like Freedom Convoy Wet Dream. We're just, uh, is anyone even listening anymore? Holy shit. I don't know. Is this all even going to be in the fucking show? (laughs) If yes, if you made it to the end of this podcast, respond to us on Twitter, Discord, let us know on Twitch if we're live streaming, except for Sin, because he doesn't do that much anymore. And, uh, uh, give us the keyword W and the Cheeto. Let us know. W. But it's, du- it's W. W. Cheeto. W. B. Y. A. They don't pronounce no, things correct. Don't mess with Texas. B. Y. A. Motherfuckers. D. B. Y. A. Thank you, everybody. Or respond on Twitter or whatever what you'd like to hear the president say. Oh, That could get. That won't get to camp. <laughs> I'll end this podcast by saying, what president is Endo going to be? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> my, Thank you. Thank you. My vote uh, is Millard here. Fillmore. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm glad to be here uh, on the podcast. This is, uh, <laughs> It's a good uh, thing, it's, it's, Doogie. It's, come the on. The show is over. Uh, thank you for being here. Uh, I'm glad to be here. I love you back. <laughs> Not bad. I love you Not back. Bad. Show your birth certificate or this is over. <laughs> Please. Just, just have your wife give me some more of that candy. That's all. That's all I'm here for. Come on, Tugs. Uh, what do you got? What does Tugs got? You got a little Bill Clinton in you there, buddy? 
Little, Boom. I don't play the saxophone, nor do I smoke cigars. Nor did I have sex with that woman, intercourse with that woman. Yeah. I might have sex with that woman. We'll see. Sex with that woman. I'm not getting a sloppy blowjob in the Oval Office. <laughs> Who's the whitest president? Let's be honest. That's me. All of them? Sure. <laughs> They're all pretty white. They're all the whitest of whites. He sounds fucking weird. Just like, oh. oh. I'm not mad. I sound mad, but I'm happy. <laughs> Can I be Richard Nixon, but specifically Richard Nixon's head from Futurama? Yes. All righty. We're finally done. Yeah, yeah I, I think we're done. done. We, we, we have to end it, or we'll, we won't end it. So please take us end away. The episode you. of the podcast. <laughs> I have to go. Shit. <laughs> Say chowder. <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> 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 what <laughs> I ask um, not I... what your toilet can do for you, <laughs> but what you can do for your toilets. <laughs> <sighs> oh, we're canceled, aren't we? <laughs> oh, I hope so. Like some Welcome. of this has to go for the for, for on the on the, the on the what's the the what's the page cutting room floor? Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> so that's like a crash. Oh boy. Oh okay. God. Yeah. Like we went off the deep end after the fucking manscape read. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, so Damian Rhodes scored a goalie goal. <laughs> Wrong. He was credited. Doesn't count. Not the count. Wrong. <laughs> Oh, shit. Oh, man. Did you actually score? It was a mail-in goal. <laughs> Doesn't count. <laughs>